So, yeah, people in stores, they suck. Yeah. We had a little Go. break there, folks, a little technical difficulties, but we're back. Uh, government tyranny, man. They, they must have heard. They must have heard us podcasting, and oh, we can't have this free speech. That guy's yeah. got a controversial opinion. Let's shut it down. That's right. Can't have that, especially not in Trudeau's government. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, no, like I, I can't believe like uh, these boomers. I try, I try convincing like my dad. I, I say to him. I'm like, dude, we don't have free speech, you know. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you say the wrong thing in the you know to the wrong person, and next thing you know, you're getting brought up on hate speech charges, and yep. you know, it's fucking that's tyranny. Like, uh, you know, like people people well, should be putting uh, gun legislation through without going through the legislature. Yeah, yeah. that's tyranny. And look, you look at the, the his gun grab, like, think about it, too. Like, you look in the States, Chicago's supposedly a gun-free uh, zone. Yeah. And, you know, more gun crime than anywhere else. Yeah. More murders than anywhere else. They call it Chirac. You know? All you do when you, t- when you make these gun grabs, you take, you're taking guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens. But it doesn't affect... The criminals, because they're under the radar, anyways. They're doing yep. things through unscrupulous, uh, devious means. You know, like exactly. They're not. They're not getting those weapons through legal means. The, so this entire gun grab wouldn't have prevented the uh, shooting in Nova Scotia. Those guns didn't no. even come from within the country. No, he he obtained them illegally, as far as I know. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, like, I, here's my thing. Like, you know, I, I consider myself a live and let live, don't live tread on live. me, kind of libertarian. You know, live something like live. that. Somewhere, <laughs> it, it's hard hard to define me. I'm somewhere between libertarian and alt-right at this yeah. point. But, like, uh, you know, I don't give a shit. If someone someone's not into guns, well, don't have guns. Exactly. But don't tell I can't have them. Yeah. And... You, you don't want to eat. Don't have kids. Don't tell me I can't have any. <laughs> or you don't want to eat meat. Hey, go ahead, be a fucking vegan. But yeah. I like my burgers and steak, so fuck you. Exactly. You know that's uh, that's how things should be. Is like you know, don't read the damn thing, but you don't have to burn it either. The whole idea behind uh, you know freedom and liberty and the whole the whole idea is like you do you. And I'll do me, and as long as what we do doesn't fuck with the other person, we're rather, good. I'd rather do somebody else and have somebody else do me, but you know, that's a different <laughs> subject. I think. Not quite sure yeah, where you were going. <laughs> two, two divorces, I'm done, man. <laughs> I, I'm, that's another you know, uh, libertarian. Now he's perfectly satisfied uh, to do himself. <laughs> libertarian freedom loving MGTOW monk can add that to the list I'm pretty much monk life at this point hey you know I know but, of a, a website where you can easily get ordained oh yeah <laughs> doesn't hey, I've been pre- anything I've been preaching except the problem is I'm just preaching to the choir I keep keep yeah. telling all these other divorced or pissed off dudes ah oh, these broads these broads and they're like oh yeah i know i know i gotta start red pilling some of these fucking uh, simps and uh, cucks you know these guys that are like oh my wife cheats on me but i love her oh. i don't think i ever even told you i did this eh? Ooh. I'm an universal life in church. Universal life church. What's that all about? You a Satan worshiper? What is that? No, no, it's it's uh, it's Unitarianism, basically oh. non-denominational, pretty much. But uh, you just go online and you get get ordained for free. Doesn't cost you nothing to register your name and become ordained. You where you spend the money is if you want to buy any of their products, which. I, I spent like 25 bucks and got them to send me my credentials. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I've got this card that I just showed you. I've got um, a parking pass that says minister on it. <laughs> nice. And I've got the little certificate that says I'm an ordained minister. <laughs> no, I got I to come up with a bogus fucking religion there and call it uh, you know, religion of savagery. <laughs> Well, these guys, there's actually a Unitarian church here in Thunder Bay, like a Unitarian fellowship. Yeah? Yeah. It's basically, it's like, uh, I mean, some of them are Christian, some of them are not. There's like Buddhists and there's, uh, you know, like Satanists and atheists, <laughs> you know, like basically... Nice. Everybody falls under, everybody who doesn't belong to any of the major religions falls under, or can, if they wish, fall under the blanket of Unitarianism. And that basically enables you to perform weddings and stuff like that for people who aren't Christian. So I okay. can perform weddings. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I'm serious. Nice. <laughs> I even bought the shirt with a white tab collar. Cost me like 35 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> Do you fucking cuck take this whore to be here? <laughs> and do you whore take yeah. this good for nothing simp? Yeah. Uh, I, that, that'd be a fucking treat to watch that. <laughs> but now I'm a two time loser at this marriage game, and I don't feel like a, you know, three strikes are out. There ain't going to yeah. be no strike yeah. three. I'm, I'm not even going into the batter's box. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm walking away. Yeah, walking away from the game. Yeah, yeah. I've been di I've been divorced. For the other team, just walking away from the game. <laughs> yeah, I've been divorced, raped twice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, those were the worst fuckings I ever got. So. Well, you got some good kids out of it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, if you like that sort of thing, kids, that is. So. I can't stand them. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't say I can't stand them, but I don't want any of my own. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the kids. I just don't uh, just don't love the the the, the court expenses and yeah. uh, legal fees and uh, and all and all the all the money I'll be paying out for till their adulthood. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons. I don't mind buying them gifts. <laughs> I'm good. I'm a decent enough guy. I don't mind buying them gifts and sending them, uh, you know, presents for their birthday and Christmas and things yeah. of that nature. But I think this other stuff is just a scam that uh, the government, the reason the government's so hard on dudes in family court is because they don't want to look after these women. So yeah. they figure if they get, they get the guy to pay, it's less money the government has to pay these yeah. single mothers. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So fuck Trudeau, fuck this coronavirus. Uh, what do you think about all of it anyway? You buy into any of the uh, conspiracies or? Well, well, Gates. Uh, there's another cunt. This Bill Gates. He can. He can take a long, hard suck off my left nut if he thinks I'm going to fucking shoot up with some vaccine that him and his cronies came up with. Why not? Doesn't that sound like fun? I saw, oh, yeah. I saw a post by uh, The Onion about how uh, the first batch of vaccines were uh, rejected due to faulty RFID tracking chips. <laughs> but you That's know, The Onion is... The onion is almost the truth nowadays, man. <laughs> pretty scary, eh? Yeah. It's pretty scary when, like, Alex Jones and these Eddie Bravos and Sam Tripoli's, these guys are more on the ball than CNN. It's pretty well, bad. CNN. Sam, Sam well, is, you know, I, I like Sam. Alex, you know, you got to take a pound of salt with Alex. <laughs> you you, you yeah, got to finding... some of the bullshit there with Alex. And then there's Eddie with the flat earth thing. you got to wade through that. <laughs> but Sam is uh, usually pretty bang on. Yeah, well, between you. got to start downloading some more podcasts for listening to at work, like ours. <laughs> Why the hell would you want to listen to us at work? 
<laughs> oh, speaking of podcasts, Joe Rogan, what do you think of his $100 million deal with Spotify? Oh, yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> he's getting a hell of a deal there. I wonder how many more yeah. Teslas he's going to buy. He's going to buy a Tesla Cybertruck. He already said he's going to. <laughs> did you see that? You see at first when he first uh, hinted that him and his Death Squad uh, buddies were going to fuck off out of California and head to Texas. At first, Alex wasn't too enthused about that because he's stuck in Austin, and, which apparently, even though Texas is a red state, I guess Austin's about as close to a blue city as yeah. it gets. I don't know why and, Alex stayed in Austin. He should have moved to Houston or Dallas. You know, because that's University of Texas, I believe. Their campus is in Austin. So yeah. university university town, a lot of leftists and libs. And yeah. Alex, I think he, he likes it because, uh, you know, he loves the confrontation and the shit show. But he's, I think he was shitting his pants at first when he heard, you know, imagine, oh, here comes Rogan and Callan and uh, yeah. <laughs> and Bert Kreischer and Segura, all these uh, libs from California. They're going to come invade his place and turn it into Hollywood oh, south not, there. That, that's the only thing, though. They're not all libs. Kreischer's not yeah. a lib. You know, Rogan no. is... is kind of liberal, kind of libertarian, he's pro-gun, he's pro-hunting, libs aren't pro-gun and pro-hunting, you know? Like. <laughs> well, between you and me, like Joe Rogan, I love watching, listening to his podcast, because he gets a wide array of guests, yeah. but, you know, you notice with him politically, he could have a liberal on there, and he's a lefty, he yeah. gets, a, gets a Republican or conservative on there, and all of a sudden, he's got the hat on, and he's talking about hunting. And I, I think he kind of go, you know, he sticks his finger in his mouth, and you know, oh, which way yeah. is the wind blowing? Oh, well, I've got this lefty on, so I better. Oh, Bernie, Bernie's on. I better. Hey, Bernie, yeah. I'm voting. I'm voting for you, Bernie. And then recently, he's like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump because I can't vote for Biden. I'm like, make up your mind, Joe. <laughs> Love the guy, but he, you know, he's a flip-flopper. Yeah. I'm just looking at uh, Tinfoil Hat Podcast right now on my phone to see which episodes to download for this week. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Sam Tripoli and Tinfoil oh, yeah. Hat. He's and a Eddie, fucking savage. I, I, I got to, you know, like, I love Eddie. I just don't buy the flat earth thing. <laughs> no. But you know what I do? Sometimes I... But Eddie's sometimes I that, too. I like stirring up arguments with people that drive me nuts. So sometimes to pay the, pay these fuckers back, I'll I'll pretend I'm a flat earther and I'll be like, "Oh, you round earth shill," you know, and I'll start, and I don't, you know, and I'll act, I'll act, I'll, I'll start being like, title right there, man, round earth shill. Yeah. So then I'll start I'll start throwing a bunch of Eddie Bravo bullshit up there and just watch these people lose their minds and personally I could give a shit about flat earth but I just love seeing these people blow their tops and oh, like yeah. you're a fucking flat earther and I'm like and I'm going along with it oh for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you fucking round earther we you know, I just remembered something Rogan mentioned on one of his recent podcasts you see that uh, Mike Tyson is coming back to boxing 53 years old, and you see him, he looks like a beast. Yeah. He was hitting the pads there. Fuck, yeah. he's hitting the pads with his coach, and then he, he's looking all psychotic at the camera, and he's like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I shit my pants. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to buy himself a tiger from, uh, from Tiger <laughs> Joe there. Tiger one time? Yeah, yeah, I think he actually did own a tiger once already. Actually, no, I think he still does. Yeah, he he mentioned it on the podcast. I remember hearing that about maybe a year ago. I was listening to something, and one of his guests asked him if he owned a tiger, and and, and he said, "Yeah, he still has it." Oh, I thought he got rid of it or something because it bit one of his homeboys. Oh, maybe I don't know, but he did. I know there was one a anyway at one time. But I, I did see a video of him playing with this fucking white 
Bengal looking yeah. tiger. And the thing was massive. And he's like play fighting with it. Yeah. And, and it's funny, this thing, you know, this thing could fuck most people up. But this <laughs> this this cat, this, you know, Mike Tyson's a scary dude when even the cat's backing down. Like they start roughhousing and then he, the tiger gets a little carried away and Mike gives it up. And you see the tiger like, oh, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry, master. Like, Jesus Christ. Probably sorry, fucks that sorry, tiger. Yeah, he probably just, fucks that tiger. You know? <laughs> just to show his dominance, he's ramming the fucking tiger like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a well, savage. Like, Joe was saying apparently uh, Mike, I guess something to do with a DMT trip or something like that. That made him decide to come back to boxing. Yeah, he said because he said his issues always been his ego. Yeah, and it's getting out of control. And when he took the DMT, he said it like it melted his ego away. And yeah, yeah. And, and so now, now he he feels like he can get back into boxing without being the over aggressive guy that was just trying to destroy everybody. Yeah, so like now he just wants to do it. Thing, that was one thing he didn't like about himself when he was boxing was that he didn't just want to knock you down. He wanted to kill you. And, you know, he's looking back on it now and he's like, what? Why did I want to kill people like that? I, I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, and that was more Michael Jackson than Mike Tyson. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike, don't beat me up for that one. Still love you, buddy. Hey. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty alpha, alpha male kind of, kind of person there. But uh, if I have to share a jail cell with the likes of him, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll put on the red dress for you, yeah. Mike. Whatever, man. <laughs> Just get it over with quick, buddy. Yeah. Just get it over with, <laughs> yeah. Quick and painless, please. Yeah. I was listening to uh, one of his podcast episodes just the other night, and it was probably a pretty old one, something I had downloaded for quite a while, but it was with uh, Bill Shatner. Oh. Uh, that one was pretty good. He, you know, he, he gets some damn good guests on there. Hot boxing yeah, that... with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson and uh, what's the other guy's name? He's uh, an ex-football player. Elon yeah, or something like that. Ellen, Ellen, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I forget the name of his sidekick, but he's he's Evan, a big dude yeah, too. Evan, Evan Brook, I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just know he's a big dude. Yeah. But so and he's kind of he's kind of in there. He's kind of in there just to be, you know, kind of keep keep Mike on the on the track, eh? Yeah. I think he probably has a lot to do with the uh, technical side of it too, the editing, and and he probably helps with lining up guests and shit like that. He's basically Mike's go-to guy with the podcast, kind of like Jamie to uh, Joe Rogan. Well, not really. Jamie does all the technical editing and everything, but I think Rogan sets up all his own guests and all of that stuff. I don't think Jamie has anything to do with that. Yeah, I don't know how that... I, all I know is... Yeah, with these big big time podcasters, you know, you see the formula. It's like you get a you get a big meathead, and then yeah. a comedian, and then a comedian sidekick, yeah. like uh, you know the fighter and the kid. That's Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen. You know, Rogan's comic buddy there, Brian Callen. He hooked up with Brendan Schaub. <clears throat> What's ironic is Brendan. He was a mediocre fighter in the UFC. You know, he, you know, he was going to be a win one, lose one kind of guy if he stayed in it. So he knew he, he knew he had to get out while the get getting was good, and he was already drinking buddies with uh, Rogan and Brian Callen. Yeah. So I think uh, think that it made the transition easy. And now, like Brent, before this pandemic, the last couple of years, Brendan was doing stand up comedy with. Uh, not just with Callan on the road, but he was even doing his own uh, tours and had his own opening acts. Although, uh, <laughs> I guess there's a bit of an inside joke with these comedians that, you know, Brendan Schaub uh, might have been a bit of a Rogan dick rider and that he's not, not quite up to snuff in his comedy because apparently his, uh, 
you know, I never seen his comedy special, so I can't judge. But he, he had a he got a was it Central Comedy or Netflix? He got he got a a big time comedy special yeah. only a couple of years into the game, and apparently it was like the low lowest rated comedy special of the bunch that they did that year recently. So yeah, so That's now a lot of yeah, he got roasted by a lot of his fellow comics because. It's one thing about these comics, if you're not part of a certain clique, yeah. you know, the other clique starts, like, shitting on you, and, yeah. and I, I I enjoy the fighter and the kid myself, but there's times where, where I could see uh, the criticisms of uh, of Brendan there, because he's got that douchebag thing going on, but, you know, he's a nice yeah, balance, yeah. though. <laughs> But he's a nice balance for Callan because Callan's kind of a snooty. Yeah, you know, he kind of comes off comes off like he's better than he is. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, check out the fighter and the kid, folks. I just sh shat on them, but hey, check them out. <laughs> Another one I'm I a like to check out is uh, Ted Nugent's Danger Zone. Ooh, he's got one now. Oh, you didn't know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Ted Nugent's Danger Zone. Cool. Yeah. I'll definitely be. The Motor City Madman. Yeah. That, I listened to that, and uh, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. And uh, what else have I got here? Oh, world-class bullshitters, but I don't listen to them too often. Church of What's Happening Now with Uncle Joey. Yeah, Joey Coco. Yeah, Joey Coco Diaz. And the 8-3 podcast with uh, Ethan and Hila. They're pretty good. I, I, I like Ethan sometimes. He's, sometimes he's annoying, but, you know. <laughs> well, I heard that, yeah, that Ethan, that H3, H3 there, they're, yeah. they've, got a, they've got a battle going on with, uh, what's his face, Keemstar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed uh, I got Shapiro on here and Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, the Tinfoil Hat, and Louder with Crowder, and the Pac-Man Show, and the Rogan Experience. Them's my podcast. Yeah, Lately, I've been going down the rabbit hole with uh, Revenge of the Sis, uh, Royce Lopez, and uh, Mersh. Like, and uh, these guys, they they've got their own little network. They're both uh, comedians, and uh, but they were part of the East Coast scene, and they basically they they do three podcasts. So uh, Royce Lopez he does a morning show called Daywave Radio, and then they get together like in the afternoon, and they do Revenge of the Sis together, and then in the evening, uh, Mersh does his, and it's called Nightwave Radio, hmm. and and it. it, it and they tap into their like their individual shows. They tap into their own personal interests. But then when they get together for Revenge of the Sis, you know they'll pull up, you know they'll each pull up a few stories or videos that they that they each like, and and then they they kind of bounce things off each other. Hmm. And Somebody uh, over no, at uh, JRE kind of screwed up. I'm just looking at one here. One of the uh, Joe Rogan podcasts, the one from uh, just a couple of weeks ago with Elon Musk. Yeah. It says in the description, Elon Musk is a business magnet, not magnate, magnet, entrepreneur uh, and engineer. I think somebody meant to put magnate in there. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That just caught oh, me uh, funny. <laughs> but uh, the reason I was bringing up those those podcasts there is you should subscribe to them because uh, you know they talk about a lot of the current events, but they're they're funny as fuck I find, and uh, you know, and they're not afraid to shit on their own. Like they'll they'll shit on the other podcasts, and uh, but the uh, but they're just kind of like ball busting, eh? Like the, yeah. there's no. No real malice. Like, yeah, like we do with Eddie Bravo and Alex Jones. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I would love to have Alex on the show. I'd love to be able to go down there and hang out with Alex, you know. But at the yeah. same time, we're going to shit on him when he fucks up. <laughs> and that's just ball busting. <laughs> yeah. I had to laugh because I guess uh, 
you know, with uh, with these Revenge of the Sis guys, they they uh, like there's it's funny like you know, the rap game. There was a rivalry, East Coast West Coast rappers, and I guess with the com uh, the comedy scene, it's the same thing. You got the New York guys versus the California or West Coast comedians, and then they both get. It's funny because most of these comedians are touring comics. They don't just stay where they are, yeah. where their home where their home base is. But I guess for whatever reason, there's a rivalry between the East and the West Coast, and they shit talk each other, and and uh, you see a lot. You see a lot of it with the podcasts where the New York guys. They're like, eh, fuck California, a bunch of fags, eh, on. and then with the California guys, you know, they're they're kind of like, hey, we're California, we're the best, you know, and, you know, we we got out of the, you know, the weather's nice here, screw you, yeah. New York, <laughs> you know, it's sunny all the time here, so that's you guys are just bitter. <laughs> sunny California, and you look at that. And you look at some of the best comics like Bill Burr, uh, you know, Rogan, these guys, they started out as East Coasters. Like uh, Rogan and Burr were Boston guys and they made their way down the Cali. But you don't see too many California guys going to New York, you know, like it's yeah. always the other. Way. So, yeah, it's always the other way around. I've been going through my list here and downloading some, and I'm looking at some of the titles of some of them, like <laughs> one of Steven Crowder's most recent is Greta Thunberg Turns COVID Expert. Yeah. <laughs> I can did only you... imagine how well that one is. Oh, did I did I ever play for you the, the Steven Crowder's uh, version of Yellow Submarine, his parody? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Yellow Submarine, he did COVID Quarantine. Yeah. He's like, and he even he even copied the Beatles video with the animation. Yeah. So instead of the Beatles, it's Crowder and his buddies in the fucking submarine, and you know, and they hit the main chorus, and it's we're all living in a COVID quarantine. Yep. Oh, I pissed myself <laughs> laughing. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was a good one. Yeah, there's looking like some. Uh good ones here for me to download too some good episodes you ever uh, you ever listen to king and the sting nope uh you've mentioned them though yeah that's uh brendan again brendan shaw okay. besides besides fighter and the kid he pairs up with comedian theo vaughn yeah. and you know and i know theo vaughn there from uh this from twitter weekend. yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's one of the friendly, or he was following you on Twitter, right? He was following me on Twitter briefly, and, and then uh, I think I got a little too savage, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, I got to check out this cat's a little out of control." <laughs> you just didn't live up to standards. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, another good one is, uh, and he's another comedian friend of Rogan's and uh, Brendan's, uh, Chris D'Elia. And I'm yeah, trying to think. Of him. Yeah, and I forget the name of his podcast, but you know he's killing the game there. And you go on YouTube, and like the likes to dislikes ratios, like they'll have like 500 likes and maybe a handful of dislikes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like even Rogan, like you know Rogan, he's if he gets a two to one, three to one, you know that's that's decent, but. You know, a guy's killing it when uh, the, hardly anyone can say anything bad about your podcast. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Mind yeah. you, it's good for uh, your YouTube traffic if you got both. You got a lot of haters and a lot of likers, you know. <laughs> it's actually good for your YouTube traffic because you get people arguing in the comments section and that keeps the traffic high and that's how you get paid. <laughs> Assuming that it's advertiser friendly. Uh, yeah, heaven, Which heaven for something else that we were talking about is that uh, I figure I may as well make the announcement here that, that uh, we're going to be mostly using, I guess, uh, D Live and possibly Twitch 
for our videos from now on, and uh, we'll use YouTube as uh, a way to advertise it. We'll post some clips on YouTube, and I'll post uh, links down in the descriptions to the other channels. And, uh, yeah, that's about it right now. I'm not even sure if I have a Humble Hosers channel at DLive. I, I know I've got a channel, but I can't remember what name I put it in, so I'm not sure if we have one yet or not. But as soon as we do, we'll make sure that the, that the link is in the description as well as in the uh, YouTube channel description. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we, we did, what, uh, 15 full episodes back in the day, the original humble hoser series yeah there's 15 full episodes and over 150 like clips or videos whatever yeah 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 we got a lot there and uh you know the problem is we're not seeing anything with youtube and youtube just keeps making it harder and harder for small creators to uh to make any money off of the platform Plus, there's also the fact that they're censoring so much nowadays, you know, I mean, who knows, this video would probably be demonetized right away. I don't even know if I'm going to bother trying to monetize it, you know, because <clears throat> they would demonetize it right away anyway. Plus, we're not making sweet FA right now anyway, so monetized or not doesn't really matter on our end. <laughs> hey, Susan Wojcicki. <laughs> You fucking cunt! <laughs> fuck, your <laughs> fuck your censorship, you whore! <laughs> there, I guaranteed it won't be uh, monetized. You might have just guaranteed it won't be aired. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, remember, remember what we talked about before? Free speech is dead, so whatever, eh? I gotta give a quick shout-out to the only two people who are watching right now. Gary... Awesome. James, thank you. Hopefully we get some more. Maybe Julie, too. I gave her a card the other night. She might be watching. Yeah. But I know Gary watches. Gary's waiting for this one. And oh, okay. James watches, too. <laughs> yeah. Just had to give a quick shout-out to our only viewers. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have some other than our moms. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my mom's reaction watching the old old episodes. She's like, "What exactly is this? <laughs> Why do you have to say all those naughty words?" Because it's controversial, mom. It draws traffic. Yeah, I felt like saying, "You think I'm saying naughty words on YouTube's? You should see how I. You should see how I am in the freaking bar." <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we're uh, kind of running out of things to talk about, eh? Yeah, you know, uh, what, what more can we say? We're living in fucking communism. Yeah. You know, and notice, new world. Notice, we're, we're quarantined. We're in our own homes doing this over Skype. But is either of us wearing a mask or gloves? No. Well, unless, of course, I wanted to make it more of a Firefly episode, because then you could say two by two hands of blue, right? <laughs> but, you know, that's that, that would be about the only reason to wear gloves. <laughs> Sterling's yeah, not as big a sci-fi sci geek as I am, but I think he knows Firefly and the reference. <laughs> Yeah, there was a. How many episodes were in that series? Uh, eighteen, I believe. Only that many, eh? Yep. It was just one season. Never got re-signed. Nothing. Such a shame. Eight, what was it like? I think somebody posted a meme one time. It was something like eighteen hours of bliss, a lifetime of withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, we watched the recently. You came over to watch uh, the Joker. Yeah. Uh, let's give our review of the Joker real quick. Pretty cool movie. Pretty fucking awesome, isn't it? <laughs> We're not great right? movie reviewers. <laughs> yeah. Siskel and Ebert, what'd you think of it? It was yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> 
See, I, I don't I don't like to do reviews of movies really because there's so many armchair quarterbacks on the internet talking about all oh, the cinematography and the production value and the fuck do you know? If you knew that much about it, you'd be in the fucking business yourself. You know? Exactly. Oh, fucking, uh, what's his name? J.J. Uh, Abrams and his lens flares, you know? Like, come on, man. If you knew anything about it, you'd be in the industry yourself. So shut the fuck up. So I don't like to do the reviews because people expect you to get into things like that, and I don't. It was a great movie. I think uh, the director did a great job of showcasing mental illness in that way you know yeah. and i think joaquin was brilliant throughout the whole thing it, you know you could see the transformation in him and i and i think that was awesome but as, as that's as far as i go is saying you know i can't even remember the director's name but to say that he did a good job bringing that out and joaquin did an awesome job portraying it all that's as deep as i go yeah <laughs> well you know they what fucked me up was, uh, you know, not just how dark this movie was and, uh, you know, like you say, his descent into mental illness. And, yeah. But as the movie progresses and you realize how much of his, uh, the life that he's perceiving doesn't even exist, like the imaginary mm -hmm. girlfriend, yeah. you know? And then when, he, when, he's, when he's flipped his lid... And he's in her apartment, and she's yeah. all freak, freaked she out. And you're like, what are you doing here? And then you're like, oh, my God. So she never was the girlfriend. He was imagining spoiler it all. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. You know, or, or him, you know, he doted on his mother. And, you know, and then you find out that she was a piece of garbage. And, yeah. and she had issues. And, uh, you know, and, and he was led to believe that. You know, uh, Mr. Wayne was his, uh, you know, was his dad, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, and it, it turns. Uh, it was all and the way it all started to unravel in the last half hour of the movie was uh, really pretty awesome. And then, of course, Bob De Niro got a great death scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. how often does he get one? And, and I think, you know, from what I understand, anyway, most actors dream of having a great death scene you know <laughs> and Bob oh, didn't even really have to do anything for it he didn't have to oh, 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 none of that shit he was just boom done <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> boom in the face or whatever boom yep. in the head headshot snap back that's it yeah well fucking uh brain splattered all over the stage <laughs> but you know before i seen the movie I wanted to know what all the, the hoopla and fuss was that uh, a lot of these radical lefties were criticizing the Joker and saying, oh, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, cre it's going to create shooters yeah. and fuck, and it's like an alt-right fucking, and I'm like, where do you get this shit? Like, yeah. like, yeah, it delves into the character, the Joker and the mental illness and yada, yada, but where did where they did they get this fucking uh, you know Nazi alt right theme there? Like, well, you know, I think part of the problem might have been that the movie was framed almost in a real life sort of way. Uh, what I mean by that is, as opposed to a comic book universe, because really the Joker is a comic book character. But nowhere in that movie do you really get the feeling that it's a comic book movie. You're just seeing some guy's descent into madness, you know, whereas any other time we've ever seen the Joker, it's always been in the context of a Batman movie or yeah. in, in the case of uh, Suicide Squad, you know. But again, comic book movie, whereas this one was not framed that way. And I could see how that might have been... Uh, something that maybe the, the alt were talking about, you know, because, or the reason why they were talking about it, I guess. Which, yeah, and then, I mean, it still doesn't make their assessment right, but I think that might be one of the ways that they were led into that assessment. 
you know, and uh, you know some of the parallels uh, with what's going on today too, like this yeah. class, the class warfare, you know, like the fucking the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. And and you see with you know as as the Joker was uh, after the vigilante incident on the subway. Uh, you know, you see all these fans of his start to, yeah. uh, and, and all of a sudden he And again, it was outside of the comic book context because he also didn't have any sort of supernatural origin story. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, in, uh, I can't remember the director's name, but the guy that did, uh, Tim Burton, yeah, in the Tim Burton Batman movies. You know, he had, uh, and and I think it was the same in the comics, but I don't really remember because I haven't read them in so long. But it was like a chemical spill that made him what he was. And then, and, and, and then a similar type of thing with uh, Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. You know, yeah. and even with, uh, well, there wasn't really, um, there wasn't really that either with the Heath Ledger Joker. That was another one where it was just a descent into madness but still at least that one was framed within the context of a batman movie yeah yeah the jack nicholson joker he fell into a vat of some yeah. sort and then he and, came out look, looking yeah. all weird and, and that's the thing with the joker in the comics i don't remember what his origin was but it was something along those lines it was some kind of comic book style origin story, whereas Heath Ledger's Joker and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker didn't have that. They were both just descent into pure madness. They didn't have well, even, any kind of supernatural origin to them. Even with the way they did the the Gotham City, you know that could have easily been New York City, yeah. Philadelphia, Chicago. Yeah. Well, and that's what that's what Gotham has always been in the comics too. It's always been some sort of gothic combination of Manhattan, Chicago, Philadelphia, stuff like that. Yeah, I like the way they did that, but I, I see what you're getting at is that that can easily be identifiable for people. It can be personally well, it it, identifiable. It makes people say, "Hey, I know that city. That's that's my city." You know. Oh, well, it just gives it a reality, a realism. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the uh, in the Nolan Batman's even, and in the uh, Tim Burton Batman's, it was always a, a more gothic, almost cartoonish city, kind of like Sin City too. You know. But yeah, I definitely give this movie you know, two, two thumbs up for me. Oh, it was, for sure. It was, it was great. I got to get you over one of these days to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And then we could do a review of that. I've already watched it a couple of times myself. It's another great film. Yeah. Tarantino, just epic. Tropic Thunder. We watched that recently. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to do a review of Tropic Thunder. That was that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Another one that I watched more recently, too, would have been uh, The Irishman. I didn't watch that one with you, but I have watched it recently, and I thought that one was great, but both of us agree that the, uh, the uh, CGI aging was a little overdone. Yeah, it was, it was a little... Well, it was just sloppy. Especially because, at the end in the nursing home. Pesci's yeah. aging was, was, I think, overboard. Yeah. De Niro's was good. In fact, they didn't really have to do much for De Niro. But for Pesci, they, I think they went overboard on that. But the, uh, the, those glitches aside, that was another Oh, rock. another epic movie. I mean, come on, it's Marty Scorsese and you got Bob De Niro and Pesci in there, you know. How often yeah, can we get to see De Niro and Pesci together? Yeah, you and get a you get a good sto you get a good story. Star-studded cast. So you know, take away the technical, you know, defaults or whatever you want to call it, the the strikes against it. You know, overall, it was still a two thumbs up movie for me. Definitely. Yeah. You know what else I watched recently? You probably haven't seen it, but. Uh, Angels and Demons, with Tom Hanks. 
It's the second oh. one in the uh, Dan Brown series. Yeah, the, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, the Da Vinci Code was the first one. And then Angels and Demons is the second one. I watched that just a few nights ago. It was actually not bad. I mean, as pure entertainment goes, and for a PG-13 movie, it was pretty decent. Yeah, I remember seeing that one a few years back, but now I can't remember, you know, the crux of it. Yeah. Like, I remember the Da Vinci Code more vividly, but that's because I yeah. watched I it watched also did, It also did better in the box office than uh, Angels and Demons, which is why he never made a third. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, not only watching Da Vinci Code, I read the book and all that. So, yeah. but that uh, Angels and Demons, I did see it. I just can't remember too much about it because it's been a while. Yeah. My uh, addiction lately has been uh, catching up on episodes of Lucifer on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good show. I like that one. Did Tom, you ever. Uh, Tom Ellis plays a really good Lucifer. <laughs> did you ever get into that series Hannibal? No, never really got into that one. Oh, get on the Netflix with the Hannibal because that, that's, uh, you know, Han the whole Hannibal Lecter TV yeah, series. But I mean, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, but it's, it's not Sir Anthony Hopkins. It's just not the same. <laughs> but it, you know, the guy that did it, that played it, though, was really good. It took a couple episodes for me to kind of get into it. And then by the end of the series, again, I don't want to give spoiler alerts, but, but uh, yeah, by the end of the series, you, you're right involved in it because, you know, it's like you know, he's the perfect. Everybody told me about Game of Thrones, too, and I never did. <laughs> well, you know, for me, Game of Thrones, those first... Uh, Whatever it was, four or five seasons, you know, I was into it. Those last couple of seasons, with they, it was like just dragging and dragging, and then they were rushing to the end. Now, I and watched they one kinda, season, and that was enough for me. I just couldn't get into it. Same thing with Walking Dead. I just wanted to see if Jon Snow was going to eventually you know, inherit the throne. You wanted and to then, see how your soap opera was going to end. Yeah, but the way they but it was so stupid because those last few seasons it was like him him and uh, you know the dragon queen whatever her name there uh, Khaleesi whatever you know the, that was the, the so she ended up being uh, she ended up being the fucking uh, the queen and he ends up and they were fucking each other. And he ends up killing her because she got, you know, the power corrupted her. All those seasons leading up to her getting the throne was uh, was her being like the underdog and the hero. And, you know, because she came from nothing and yeah. was a slave girl. And now she was ascending. She was the dragon queen or whatever. And then she gets the power and she just basically turns into a tyrant and and uh, Jon Snow, he's like, he's been fucking her, but he sees like, oh, I gotta fucking kill this bitch because now she's over the top. It was it was the worst way to end the fucking series ever. And and then of course he didn't want the want the throne, so he gave it to that fucking handicapped brother of his, the one that couldn't see her. I'm just like, what is this fucking story like? So basically, I watched all these seasons just to just to get the carpet pulled out. I think the only ending worse than that series was the way they ended Sopranos. That finale yeah. for Sopranos, best one of the best series all time, Sopranos. Yeah. And they ended it. The finale was garbage. You know, like they leave you hanging. It's, it's like the families and, they were just looking for a way to wrap things up. Yeah, so they leave you hanging. There's the family in the diner. You got Journey playing in the background, yeah. and. You got this shady character comes into the diner and, well, is he going to snipe them or what's yeah. the deal? And they they leave you hanging. Yep. But you know that they're probably never going to do anything bringing that back simply because of uh, Jim being dead. Jim well, you know what I hear? This, here's, here's, a, here's one for you. So I heard online... That uh, Gandolfini's kid 
is going to play him. I did hear in like, that. Yeah, a younger version of him. In a prequel. Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, the leading up to his rise to power. Yeah. And Joey Coco him and, Diaz. Uh, him and uh, uh, Jackie April and guys like that getting all together. And yeah, Joey's and then, in, in there somewhere. Yeah, Joey Coco Diaz got uh, recruited there. He's going to appear in it. I don't know what his role is going to be, but anything with Joey Coco Diaz, that guy yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> I've yeah, taken a few that. weeks off from uh, watching his podcast because since the pandemic, I don't know, I, like he was doing episodes wearing a mask, and oh, then yeah. he was, oh, and then so you couldn't hear him, and then he took the mask off finally, the last few episodes. But now, you know, it's like his episodes went from being an hour and a half to forty-five, fifty minutes, and. Yeah, and he's just he doesn't have guests most of the time now. Hmm. Uh, recently, he just had a few of his high school buddies on uh, in individual episodes. You know, he's got to get back to being you know Joey Savage there. And, yeah. <laughs> but whatever, you know, he's he's a character. You, oh, yeah. that's a that's another guy. Like, you know, every time he he gets going there, hey, cocksuckers. <laughs> Stay black, cocksuckers. Stay black, cocksuckers. Take a chance. Columbus did. <laughs> if you follow yeah. him on Twitter, he's hilarious because everything's about about. Yeah, it's Monday and you got no, you got nothing yeah. to lose. Uh, you know, time to get your your balls are out and you're ready to get your duck dick yeah. sucked. <laughs> Joey yeah. Diaz. But well, on that note... Yeah, that's what I was just about to say, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I, those those hot dogs I had earlier, they're kicking the shit out of my guts. I might have another... Literally. <laughs> uh, I might have another round on the old porcelain altar there and yeah. extricate them from the arsehole. <laughs> and on that vivid note... <laughs> Fuck you, Susan Wajicki! Fuck you, YouTube. D-Live. Yeah. Well, I guess that's about it. Bye-bye, y'all. <laughs>